Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Thank you for downloading this episode of Just Ball Things NBA Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and give us a rating and review on iTunes. And now, on with the show. Shut up and sit down. This week on JBT Pod. The NBA playoffs are about to hit maximum overdrive with the Cavs taking on the Warriors. We'll be discussing everything about that series. With Blake Griffin and Chris Paul's pending free agency, massive trade rumblings have come out of the Clippers. But where will they end up? And what do Ennis Kanter and ISIS have in common? Well, nothing. But the Turkish government disagree. So shut up, sit down, because JBT is about to begin. Hello, hello, all you beautiful people across Australia and indeed across the world. My name is Nick Busink at JBT Real NJ, and thank you so much for downloading and listening to this episode of Just Ball Things NBA podcast. You're listening to episode 1.24 on this Wednesday. 25. 25. Sorry, my mistake. Uh, On this Wednesday, the 31st of May. And with me today, as always, we have the J-Man J-Pod, Jack Emanuel. How are we, mate? Mate, as Kendrick Lamar would say, my last post just went viral. uh, We've gone viral, mate. Have we? Have we really? I haven't noticed. You haven't been bragging about it all week. Uh, and as I should be, as you should be, yes. we got like, well, our post uh, earlier in the week. For those that haven't seen, um, check out the Facebook page of we posed the question to the people, the peasants, um, who would win this year's uh, finals MVP, and shared on a few, you know, Facebook groups, did a few different pages and stuff, and it got over two thousand likes. Um, it got us to, to over 300 likes on our Facebook page. I don't know how that was possible. We were at like 130. Yeah, and it's, it's been crazy. Hundreds and hundreds of comments. Our page, like, it went into overdrive, mate. And it was uh, it was definitely a nice little DP as I, because we might even have a bit of a chat about it when we're previewing the finals. Because uh, as we all surely have by this stage, finals fever is gripping. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's what I mean. Like... NBA Finals does some strange things to people, uh, and they have clearly, they've clearly done some strange things to people if they've liked our Facebook page. But uh, uh, good, <laughs> good on, good on you, people. We appreciate your love and support, and appreciate your chatter and banter on the on the pictures as well. Gives us a lot to talk about here. So keep 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 doing your thing. Yeah. Well, mate, we have got some. Uh, We've got a busy time ahead of us in NBA Finals. Do you want to get cracking? Yeah, let's get into some news first, Nicky boy. Let's yes, give it a, a bit of a precursor before we smash the finals. All right. Uh, what is making news in this week, or this month, really, in the NBA? It's been a while since we've podcast. Um, the San Antonio Spurs are seriously exploring pursuing Chris Paul in free agency. Um Jack, what is the likelihood that he leaves the Clippers for Pop and Kawhi? Well, there's been a this trade rumor popped up early on. Um, I remember hearing on Jalen and Jacoby them sort of putting it out there that they will not be surprised. And, and I take a, a lot of cringe from those two. They're a very popular podcast that I I really trust their opinion. But then Mark Stein of ESPN put it out there. It seems to be getting a, a bit of momentum and. The Clippers are seriously, um, they're worried. But at the end of the day, this is going to be up to Chris Paul. Chris Paul can 
the, the San Antonio Spurs cannot offer him a deal anywhere in the vicinity of what the Los Angeles Clippers. So Clippers fans, Maggers, um, there's no need to worry in that respect. If, if Chris Paul wants to get paid, then he's going to stay at the Clippers because he can get that veteran max deal that was recently introduced. Um, but the it's definitely an intriguing prospect, prospect because teaming up Chris Paul and Kawhi Leonard with obviously the likes of um, Greg Popovich in that system. And I mean, Tony Parker's on the way out. Paddy Mills is heading into free agency, so who knows what could happen with him. But if they had Chris Paul, then um, imagine Chris Paul in this year's um, Western Conference Finals. I reckon that certainly would have helped out and eased the burden of Kawhi Leonard. So um, I like it, and I would I would love to see it because, you know, I'm not a big Clippers fan. I'm not a big Doc Rivers fan, so... And I, I love the Spurs and I love Pops, so make this happen. But at the end of the day, he can sign a $210 million deal with the Los Angeles Clippers, whereas the Spurs can offer $40, $50 million less than that. So it's going to come down to whether CP3 wants the money or whether he wants to the rings, because he's certainly got a better chance down in San Antonio. Oh, of course. I mean, this is it for the Lakers, isn't it? Oh, sorry, Clippers. Um, this is it for the Clippers. Um, this was their chance... And it's so hard to do in a Western Conference with the Spurs and the Warriors. Um, so it's understandable that they didn't make it. But this has to be the end of this Clippers reign. Um, you know, they're not they're not getting any younger, and they don't exactly have a good, you know, young core around them. So whether he leaves in free agency or not will be interesting. Um, if you're the Clippers, you don't want you don't want your stars leaving on a free agency deal. It's uh, it's just wasted. waste. It's a wasted opportunity. Look at KD and the <laughs> uproar that happened when he moved to Golden State. It's such a waste for a team to let a player of that caliber run out the entirety of their contract and then have nothing, get nothing for them in losing them. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite damning. Um, but I think he would, I think it would work. Um, it'd be a, a much like he's referred to as the point god. He would be facilitating all those shooters as well. Oh, and Spurs, Spurs have a future as well. If you look at the uh, the the young talent in that as well, um, Lamarcus Aldridge is still he didn't have an amazing year this year, but he still has. Um, I think he still has a long way to go. Um, the uh, Murray. Deontay Murray, yep. Yes, that's the one. Thank you. Forgot his name there for a sec. And um, also Dwayne Dedman as well. Um, yeah. It's, it's, Simmons, it's, Kawhi. Simmons. Like yes, Jonathan Simmons. Yeah, I mean, they've got a, a brilliant, brilliant young team still. And they're challenging for rings at the moment. So I think it's the best opportunity for uh, Chris Paul uh, to go. And I think it would be a good fit. But whether the Clippers actually action that... That's another. That's another. Um, that's another deal. I mean, if Clippers offer him another contract, it's hard to say no to a to a fat lot of money. So, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Um, speaking of the Clippers, moving on. Uh, there are some rumblings that high flyer Blake Griffin could make his way to the Heat. Uh, so, Jack, two part question here. Um, could this actually happen, or are these, you know, just just rumors? And would this be a uh, good fit for Griffin? Look, I'll, I'll address the first part. Could this actually happen? Uh, if I'm putting a percentage on it, I'll, I'll put a 25-30% on it. Um, at the end of the day, like with the Chris Paul scenario, the Clippers are in the box seat. They can offer him the, max, the, the most amount of money, the, the best deal. Um, <clears throat> but with the Heat recently... Um, getting Chris Bosch off their books, they now have the money to offer um, a, a max contract to someone, whether that's a Gordon Hayward, a Paul George, uh, a Blake Griffin. There's some, there's some stars out there in this free agency. Um, and I do, and in that second part, I do not mind the fit. Um, the Miami Heat, like you were saying about the Spurs, their nucleus is pretty good. I, I wonder, though, how Blake would fit alongside Hassan Whiteside. But I think alongside Goran Dragic, that's a solid big three, a decent core right there. Dragic is, is severely underrated, and Blake has had his injury history, um, but the Miami Heat 
medical team and their trainers, they're renowned for getting players in their best shape. So I think in that sort of aspect, I think he'd fit in, fit in very well. He would certainly elevate the, the heat to a possible even top four prospect, I would put them. Um, and who knows, they could even challenge, be in that conversation with the Raptors and, and the Wizards to challenge the Cavs next year. Um, I like the fit. I, do I think it's going to happen? Like I said, I would give it a one in four chance, if that. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with you there, um, Jackie. Um, <laughs> the likelihood of it happening is... Uh, I, I just can't... I can't see it, for one. Um, whether... the whether somehow Spolstra or the the you know the back front office there can prove to them that hey you know within the next few years we're going to be contending because that's what he's that that's that is what I would want if I was in um, Griffin's yep. position and I assume that's what he wants. It's just incredible that Spolstra is able to you know turn this Heat team away, and I think most people absolutely. Um, you know, shunned out. They they disregarded them at the start of this year. Um, you know, Hassan Whiteside's always going to be great. Bringing Dion Waiters was, I thought, a, a gamble. It seemed to pay off. Dragic is still producing at an amazing rate. Um, getting turning rotation players into very very good good players, the likes of Babbitt and yeah, Johnson, both Johnsons. Like yeah, Richardson. Yeah. Um, it's just incredible what he's able to do. So maybe convincing him, considering the run they went on, may be easier. But does he have? Does again? It's it's you just can't see it happening. But like you said, I I, I think the the fit is is nice. I, I I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. And I would be happy if it did happen. Essentially. Yep. Yep. Content. Happy. Let's move on. Um, mate, Ennis Cantor's made some news here. What? <laughs> what is going on? What? What? What's happening? All right. Um, <laughs> for those that haven't been following um, Ennis Cantor, the Turkish government has actually issued an arrest warrant for Oklahoma City Thunder center Ennis Cantor, accusing him of being a quote terror group, according to the pro-government Turkish newspaper, the Daily Sabah. This follows the detainment of Cantor in Romania last week um, during his 25th birthday for those that have been following this story. This story, it just bewilders me. And it's it doesn't surprise me in 2017 that this this shit is happening. Um, but it, it, it makes me sick. It makes me angry. Um, and, like, how can you call one person a terror group? Like, what the hell is that shit? It's like, hey, we're Turkish. We're not supposed to be good at basketball. Maybe he's, I don't know, a terror group. I, I don't know their rationale. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm probably asking the wrong person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am into the mind of the politician, the corrupt politicians. I'm Trump's yeah. best mate, mate. Mate, you're, are you the one that's... Are you Vladimir Putin's like best buddy? Are you the one like... Telling him to tweak Kavofi and that sort of I'm thing. I'm the puppeteer. I'm the one who's pulling the strings. You're the Steve Bannon, the Jared. In fact, you look a little bit like Jared Kushner. You're a bit of like a plain swag-looking man. Thank you. Yeah, that that, that was a sub. <laughs> that, no that was a compliment like a compliment insult in one. But you're, anyway, do you you're, have you're plain, insults? but you look swag. It's like I, I, yeah, I, like I have no idea. <laughs> no oh. Hashtag plain swag. <laughs> uh, so, do you, are you putting any salt in this uh, in this news, mate? Look, uh, I am because uh, he came out in his canter, and I highly recommend those that haven't read it already. He um, he came out with an article in the Players Tribune, and it was it just showed that the the, the rationale behind what Enes Cantor is doing and the particular that he's in, like his family has shunned him. Um, his his father gets spit on in the streets. He hasn't spoken to his family in two years. Um, he is trying to be a voice for the people in a in a government that is uh, horrifically anti freedom of speech. Um, so hashtag Team Ennis for sure. Um, 
and I just hope, and he was on um, a, a podcast with Sam Amick, and I recommend people listen to that as well. But um, I'm glad that the the NBA gives um, Enos a platform like this to shed light on on political issues. Um, and I mean, they've been on a completely different context with the, um, the issue related to, to civil rights. Dwayne Wade, Kamala Anthony, Chris Paul, LeBron James have been at the forefront of that. So uh, I like Ennis and I'll, I just, um, the overall message that the NBA brings as, as being an inclusive league and one for male, female, whatever race or creed, it just, um, yeah, and Ennis and he got, he's been getting ridiculous amounts of support and let's hope that, you know, th- this sorts itself out and, you know, he, he, he's one voice in in a voice of millions in terms of what's happening in Turkey. Like, you know, we do a basketball podcast, but there's a lot more real shit happening in the world. But, um, you know, hashtag Team Menace for sure. Hashtag Stay Woke. Hashtag Stay Woke, exactly. Hashtag Stay Woke of the Turkish corruption. Yeah, that's so that's right. so I'd, I'd, I'd say that's about enough of, uh, of Turkish government, w- w- would you say, mate? Well, Nick... I'm a very political man, and I'm a voice of the people. Um, but I do know a lot more about basketball than politics, so maybe we should continue speaking about that. All right. Well, we will. Uh, we will continue speaking about, and we'll be right on the other side of the break. We will be talking about the NBA Finals. How exciting! Finals fever. Finals fever. You're listening to JVT Podcast. Give us a rating and review on iTunes. Welcome back to JBT Podcast. Jack, we'll kick off with uh, the news, or well, not the news, the discussion that everyone is tuning in for. The NBA Finals are upon us. Uh, the rematch for the third time against the Warriors and the Cavs. Um, but before we get into that Finals bit, and more on the playoffs, um, the general consensus around the NBA is that the playoffs so far have been a bit lackluster, a bit underwhelming. Um, and to say the least, they've, you know, they, they haven't, they haven't liked it so far. So where do you stand? I I mean, have you found entertainment in these playoffs so far? I have absolutely. And and this is one thing. And I mean, we've got a few statistics to sort of back up that sentiment. Um, So one of them, uh, being uh, there have just been in total 74 playoff games this year. So that means there have been very short series. This is the fewest before the finals have since the NBA instituted a best of seven series first round in 2003. Um, also, the average margin in the, the finals before, these, before the Cavs-Warriors is 13 and a half, um, the fifth highest of all time and the second highest since 1959 but putting into context last year's was higher at 14.2 um there was a great article on the ringer um one of my favorite writers um shaya serrano he actually made a counterpoint it was a counterpoint article saying that the nba playoffs have actually been very entertaining and he makes a, a valid number of points um that you know we've had things like paul george um, and in that first round series against the Cavs, that was really entertaining how he sort of came out and created that controversy saying, like, I need to take the last shot. And then he did, and then he missed it. Um, the the matchup between Russell Westbrook and James Harden was phenomenal. Um, there was the Bulls against the Celtics, somehow almost taking the series away from them until um, Rajan Rondo was injured. And he said that if he wasn't injured, they would have swept them. Um, I find that hard to believe, but you know it could have happened. Um, we had wizards the, could the be. Giannis, it could have the, been. Wizards could have like been in that. I know. Fuck. Like, <laughs> imagine Rajan Rondo doesn't get injured. We might not have even seen a Celtics Cavs finals. We might have seen a Wizards yeah. um, Cavs final. And speaking of the Wizards, John Wall this final series has been absolutely. He's elevated his game. Oh yeah. Into the conversation where people oh, are yeah. saying, is he the best? Um, point guard in the league. Is he the second best player in the Eastern Conference behind LeBron James? Um, I'm sure you would have loved that. Giannis, the, the, the storyline behind the Toronto Raptors now with them sort of um, falling apart um, 
against the the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, the David Fisdale quote, take that for data. Like, there have been so many good moments. There has. Like, you, you lay it out on a line like that. I was actually going to, you know, you, you brought out those stats and I'm like, oh, okay, he's arguing for the for the negative, oh, sorry, for the positive here and saying that the uh, finals have been underwhelming. But as a Wizards fan, I've loved them. Like, our series is have been great. <laughs> um, the Atlanta one was a bit lackluster because um, both teams didn't show up at the same time. Yeah. So the Wizards yeah. the Wizards smoked them and then the freaking Hawks smoked us. Um, and then we ended up winning, um, winning at home. Oh, sorry, winning away in, in game six. Um, so that was, you know, that, that was good. But that, that Wizards-Celtics series, that whole series was... That was fine. It was great. I mean, the, the yeah. fact that we, maybe not from the neutral, but the fact that we won those first, um, sorry, the fact that we almost won, I should have said, those first two um, yeah. games, just coming up short, was the most frustrating thing I've ever watched in my life. And I don't know, the um, the fact that, uh, who took that final shot in, in, in game seven to win them the game? Um Oh, I should know this. And it rattled around the rim. That was like the longest second and a half of my life. Was it Angel Bradley? Possibly. I think it, I think it might have been. Or, I, I, I want to say Rogier, but I don't know why he would be. Or two Rogier, yeah. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't matter. The point is that that was the longest second and a half of my entire <laughs> life, just watching that ball rattle around and then the three drop, along with my heart and dreams. Um incredible and again like you said the the paces um it was a sweep but bloody hell that was a that um 25 point comeback in game three i want to say two or three yep was incredible um you know the 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 arm wrestle between the grizzlies and the spurs was again it just amazing that overtime victory by the spurs was it's been a good series like and I, I, only I, I at the top, had... it hasn't been like that Blazers series. The Blazers never had a chance. Bla- Blazers Warriors no. never had a chance, and fair enough. That um, that Bull series um was so so entertaining. Like you said, like you said before, um, just watching them take those first two games was incredible. <laughs> Who saw that coming? Exactly. I just want to say that I actually saw that coming. You did, but you still. Yeah. But I did. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did. I did say the um the Bulls would would test them, but I I, I did say the Boston in six or something. I, I don't know. I think I said five, but um, yeah. I I knew that. You know, if the Bulls were on, they would they would test them. But um, yeah. So to say that it's been a disappointing series, maybe on the stat sheets they are. But you've actually been watching the games and and getting into the games. They've been, they've been fun. The inevitable Absolutely. result is still, you know, LeBron v Steph and you know Warriors v Cavs. That was always going to happen. We knew that from the start of the year. That doesn't mean that the ride wasn't fun. Absolutely, you know? exactly. And I mean, one shout out that uh, I forgot to mention when I was rattling off all the all the moments. Um, Isaiah Thomas's storyline, and he was just phenomenal. Um, oh, yeah, that was one of the that highlights was inspiring of stuff, the mate. year debate. Like how the just the the sheer will, courage, determination of this guy. Um, he deserves all the money in the world, and yeah, there, there was just so many storylines. And I think we just have very short memories. And like you said, the ride was fun, and now we're at the end of the ride. We're up to that peak of the roller coaster, and Cavs Warriors three. It's going to be fun. Like who? I don't, who would be upset with, you know, people saying it's like, oh, yeah, the league's just, you know, one-dimensional. There are only two teams. And it's true. But who doesn't want to see this matchup again? Exactly. Like, I it's, would it's, actually, I would legitimately be disappointed if it wasn't another Cavs-Warriors um, matchup. If it was yeah. anyone else, if it was Spurs-Cavs, Spurs-Boston, what an anti-climax that would be. Yeah. And I mean, as much as I was going for the Spurs in the Spurs Warriors series, at the end of the day, um, the the proof's going to be in the pudding. I hope this goes to seven. 
The ratings go through the roof. LeBron has a million storylines. Steph and KD. I hope there's like a few little tips here and there, like there's sparks flying, but um, the proof will be in the pudding. Um, so, and, I mean, Thursday night cannot come soon enough and, you know, you'll get all your news and action here. So make sure you listen before Thursday night because we're going to do our predictions in a matter of seconds. Indeed. So, Jack, what is your prediction? <laughs> Done. <laughs> Literally <laughs> second. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to be one of those boring guys. And I've, I said this um, earlier in the week when I've been watching a lot of the, you know, the, the, listening to a lot of the podcasts, watching a lot of the, the NBA playback on, on NBA TV and such. Um, I've got the Warriors in five. I don't want it to happen, but oh. I just see two... Too much one quality in game, this team. One game. One yep. game. You think the Cavs will win? Yep. One. I just see. I just see. I, there's too much going for the Warriors right now. KD wanting to redeem himself. Steph wanting to redeem himself. Draymond wanting to pay back himself for being out in those last few games. Um, the whole team wanting to pay back. Steve Kerr for not being out there. Um, the major storyline going for the Cleveland Cavaliers right now is that LeBron James wants to elevate himself into that GOAT conversation and also that um, the team wants to win for those vets, the Kyle Corbett, the, the Darren Williams. But I think the motivation levels and the talents um, that the Warriors have is just going to be too much for the... For the for the Cavs, you're forgetting um, about the all important mental edge that the Cavs have on the Warriors. Not only did they come back from three one last year, did you forget what happened on Christmas Day? They looked absolutely shot. It took a, it took a game winner from Kyrie, granted, but there's just some X factor about the Cavs. I think you're discounting them way too easily. That being said. If Warriors do win in five, it'd be like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, y- you do make a fair point about the the mental edge, but I think that's being overblown somewhat because a year is a long time in basketball. A week is a long time in basketball. A, a game is a long time in basketball. Six months when they last played on Christmas Day, the teams are completely different now. DeAndre Liggins is no longer in that team. They have Darren Williams, Kyle Korver, the Matt Barnes is now on the, um, the Golden State Warriors. It, they're completely different units. Completely so, different so Cavs teams. have gotten better since that point, and Warriors have added Matt Barnes. Yes, but look, <laughs> we can. I guess, look, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, you know, po- poking the bear, but I'm being playing devil, look, devil's and, advocate and those here. Those are fair points to make. Believe land, think... Jack. Believe land. Look, I'm. I'm I'm the biggest Cavs fan, like, out of anyone. You, like, you know me. I, like, LeBron James is my, like, idol in life. Um, but I just see way too much talent and way too much going for the Warriors. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to be cheering super loudly, staying up at 2 a.m. over here on Thursday night for those Cavs and Tyron Lou and, and everyone there. But... I just can't see it happening. Um, I'm hoping for some close games. I- I'm sure there will be. Um, yeah, what, what, what I want and the... what I think are very, very different things. Exactly. <laughs> and like, what's your prediction? I really want a Cavs win. Um, and I think the margin between these teams is fine enough to... You know, people are saying the Cavs, and you can understand why they'd favour the Cavs, and you can understand why you'd favour... It's not like one team is significantly better. Maybe on paper, yes. Um, I'm really hoping for a seven-game series, and I think it will. Um, yep. Home court's going to be huge. It's just, if the Cavs can def- if the Cavs can defend, and there has been no proof of that this yes. playoffs, <laughs> but if they can, if they can defend, they win. Yeah. Their, their offense is good. Their offense is more than good enough. They just need to tighten up that defense. And I think uh, the loss of Delavadova actually is, you know, n- no Australian bias here. But I think that 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 might I be agree. that might be big. He I was agree. he's a hustle defender, and they don't have that anymore. Like on that no. point guard position. No, 
And, I mean, speaking of the star power, Alex Kennedy of Hoops Hype um, posted on his Twitter earlier in the week. Um, the Cleveland Golden State, um, Cleveland Golden State 3, features a combined 11 All-Stars. And those 11 players have 45 All-Star appearances combined. It's the most in a final series since 1983. Um, I'm assuming that's probably back with the Lakers and, and Celtics. It's huge. The, the amount of stars and in this in this series, this is what we want, like you said earlier. Um, but should, should we go through some of the matchups, Nicholas? Like going through the point guards, the guards, the bench, and then sort of... From there, like who's got the who's got that edge? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, all right. I mean, all right. Let's, let's do it. Starting lineups. Yep. Let's start with the starting line. So we're going with the backcourt. Um. So at the point guard, Kyrie and Steph. Um. Who you got in that matchup that you think is you know gonna have the better series? Who do you think has the edge? Like Kyrie last year certainly had the edge, and Kyrie certainly has that ability to just like get twenty points in a quarter and be offensively manic. But Steph is the greatest shooter we've ever seen. So, I mean, are you going to give a point to the Golden State there or Cleveland? Yeah, I mean that that's a that is a tough one. Uh, offensively, they're both freaking juggernauts. Uh, my mind has been changed significantly uh, since watching Kyrie this year. Uh, he's improved his game. He's become one of the best. Yeah, you've been a hater. Yeah, I, I have, and I, I it. <laughs> I'm like holding my words. I don't want to say he's good, <laughs> but it's really hard. Um, oh man, this is this is tough. Um, I'm gonna go with the Warriors. Um, with Steph rather, um, if he can show show up in playoffs, and he's sh- he's shown up so far. He has been an extremely good player, extremely good um uh shooter this playoff series. Um, that means 28 points. Yeah, I mean, that is like, compare, I, I don't have his averages here, but if we compare his last two years, um, not great yeah, in the playoffs. Well, yeah, last year he obviously had that injury. Yeah, 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 he had that, that, that niggling on, injury. On the, on the Facebook page about like how, um, from the Golden Book by Marcus Thompson II, um, how he said like, if he gets that opportunity again, he's going to make it count. Um, so yeah, I, so I if, if he can a, step up, and I can see him stepping up, uh, he's sure. he's gonna he, he's gonna he's better. He's a better point guard, and that's the end of the day. Uh, performance in playoffs, Kyrie's probably got that edge. Kyrie yep. can can yep. turn it up and just be so clutch. Um, that shot, oh that shot. Mm. Oh my um, god! All right, shooting guard, we got Clay and Jr. Jr. Well, look, see, it, this it, is it's this clean. is this is easier than than the other one. It definitely is, but I mean, if we look at it in in the context of going to be defending who um jr steph and kyrie aren't going to be guarding each other they're both going to be guarding the opponent's weakest player so you assume they're going to try and hide steph onto a tristan thompson and kyrie onto a zaza or or a draymond or something jr is likely to guard steph curry so for him this series isn't about offensive production and this entire playoffs haven't been he's been very good defensively and there's been an article saying that Whenever he's defending, like, the number one guy, he's all out there. Like, whether it's Paul George or uh, DeMar DeRozan. But if he guards someone like a Clay, um, like a, a lesser person, he loses that, that focus and energy. So, um, yes, Clay obviously gets this. But in, by his standards, he's been very quiet this series. He's taken five less shots. He's averaged only 14 points. But um, I think we're we're in for a pretty big series from Clay Thompson. The same, the same can gonna... be said though for for Clay. I mean, um, focusing more on defensive responsibilities because he is yeah. such a good two way guard, and they can they've got enough offensive prowess. They oh, can sure. they can rely on someone like Clay not taking as many shots when you've got Steph and KD both firing. Yep. Like yep, you, so you don't need there. you don't need that third shooter. Yep. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we're, we're on the same page as the edge is clearly with the Golden State Warriors. The do we, do we even need to do this, mate? Do well, we even need to do I small I think we forward? do because there's a lot of people out there who have KD as their... Um, I, I honestly don't understand that. Look, and, and for me personally, I would have Steph as my finals MVP and not enough credence and credit is being given to Steph these playoffs. Um, I think the whole storyline and narrative uh, around KD lends him to being like you know the favored player if the golden set were to go on and win the the series and the championship um but yeah lebron james he's the heartbeat of the Cleveland cavaliers he is the best player in the nba 
But I think if you throw enough players at him, the, the defensive prowess of uh, Draymond Green and um, KD can't be underestimated. And I think he's going to have a much tougher time against this Golden State team, uh, having him in clay on him for, for certain chunks of the game. Um, but yeah, it, it's LeBron James wins in the, the positional sort of matchup. Um, but that's what I'm saying. That, like, who's going to card Kevin Durant? Like, a six foot eleven guy who can put the ball on the floor. You LeBron's can't. Gonna you, have to you guard can't. Him, and that's going to take away some energy. You so, can't guard LeBron. Oh, sorry, you can't guard Durant. He's. I don't even think LeBron could guard Durant. He's unguardable. He's, like, he's I honestly think like he's agile. He he can still he can move. Obviously, he's he's still an incredible athlete. But that yep. reach, you you can't you can't stop that reach. He is the best. He, you you need to have Kyrie, a freaking a seven a seven foot something center on him that yep. can match his movement, which that's yep. that's another that's another issue. Exactly. Um, so yeah, we, we've got both our thoughts there on the on the powerful uh, the small four position. So let's move on to the powerful where it gets a bit intriguing. Um, so Kevin Love and Draymond Green, Nick, kick us off. What do you think, Matt? What are your thoughts on on this? Draymond, I mean, this is contradicting everything I've said. I mean, I've, I've, I've kind of predicted a, a Cavs, or it, it could go either way, like a Cavs 7 is what I'm, yep. what my gut is saying, like another one. I'm, I, I get that gut feeling that they're going to repeat. But we're going through these positions and all but one uh, Golden State Warriors so far. Pretty much. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, Draymond Green is amazing defender, amazing offender. That's not the right word. Um, no, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> he's a yeah, okay. Uh, he's an amazing defender. He's amazing offensively as well. Um, on his day, he can hit. He can shoot lights out from three. And think just thinking back key. from that um, Portland, from the Portland game where he pulled off two, where he he ran out to the corner, and then ran back into the key to block the um, block the shot. He's one of the most incredible defensive players I've ever seen. He's ever, an incredible yeah. player. I love Draymond Green. A lot of people hate him. Hate. <laughs> a lot oh. of people hate him. You hate him. Um, I love him. I respect his ability. And he's just got swag, mate. He's got so much swagger. Look, I agree with a lot of the things you're saying. Um, he, he's the best defensive player in, in this series by, by a leaps and bounds. Um, but I think Kevin Love can be an X factor this series. Um, we didn't oh, see a lot undou- of him. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly, he can we be an see- X factor. We didn't see a lot of him in last year's finals. Um, he made some decent plays. I think he, him, and Tristan Thompson are going to be key on those rebounds on the glass. Um, there isn't a better rebounder. Uh, they are the two best rebounders in this series, in Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love. Um, the Cleveland. It's whoever if they can dictate the tempo. By getting offensive glass, like if Kevin Love and if Kevin Love is left open, he's going to nail those shots. He's been um, the best version of Kevin Love this year and this finals and um, these playoffs than we've seen him in these three years at the at the Cleveland Cavaliers. So it's just defensively, if they can hide him enough, if he can be focused enough, if he can you know make a few plays defensively to keep him out there, so they don't have to take him off and replace him with a. Uh, a Richard Jefferson or, or a Channing Fry or a Kyle Korver or a Armand Shumpert. Um, he needs to nail those shots. He needs to be big offensively. He needs to uh, be switched on defensively for enough plays. And most of all, he, him and Tristan need to dominate the glass, which I think they can. But at the same time, you know, it's whoever gets the game on their terms enough. Like if Cleveland can get in transition and, you know, Cleveland and Kevin Love throwing those massive outlet passes to LeBron James and Kyrie, then they're going to be on. Um, and if Tristan could just bully his way under those glasses, which I guess um, is a nice segue into the center position where we have Tristan Thompson and Zaza Pachulia. Now, here is a clear win for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes. Do you not agree? Yes, definitely. But I don't think Zaza should be in there. He doesn't play. He doesn't play majority minutes. And look, he's not. Look, he's not going to. And we're going to see... That's one thing we didn't see enough of in last year's finals with Steve Kerr. But I think Mike Brown, in consultation with Steve Kerr, is going to have to play a lot of small ball death lineup 
Ooh, to yeah. compete with um, with the Cleveland Cavaliers and stretch them and offensively and defensively. Um, it's just going to be curious to whether Andre Iguodala's health um, can allow them to do that and whether, you know, they get enough off a David West off the bench, Ian Clark, those sort of guys, and that'll move us to the bench lineup soon enough. But, yeah, Tristan Thompson, um, there was a, an interesting piece by Zach Lowe, which I've been meaning to read. Oh, hell, he is a definite X factor as well going into the playoffs because he is the best rebounder probably in the NBA, like if not a top five rebounder for sure. Um, but he is manic at those boards at boxing out and getting second chance points and second chance looks for, for his team. And, you know, th- that is key um, in, in the playoffs to where it gets really gritty and you need those guys doing those specialist roles. Um, so they definitely have the edge there. So, I, I mean, when we've got the start, when we've got like, you know, the, the starting lineups now, it's three, two in favor of the Warriors. Um, but, you know, going on each day, it could go either way. Yeah, I mean, that's right. I mean, Kevin Love could have one of his crazy, what was it, like 60-point game that he had earlier in the season? Exactly. Um, you know, there's such ambiguity in shooters. There's, there's such yep. randomness in their Straight. ability. Yeah, they, they, if they can get hot, then Jesus, they'll get hot. And, you know, these players are going to be playing... 40 minutes a night. Um, so it's not like, oh yeah, you've scored your 60, we're blowing them out, or we'll let you rest. These these guys are going to put in the miles and it's, oh, ah, I'm keen, Jack. How excited are you talking about? I'm so keen. Oh. Last one before we uh, before we like, wrap it up a bit. Um, this, the, the big thing that, that, that can be underrated here is the benches of the two sides. Mm. Um, you, you expect Cleve, um, the Golden State Warriors, with their offensive firepower, with their their four all stars, to sort of take the edge um, going into you know say their their bench lineups. But I think Cleveland has the edge in the bench purely due to experience and offense, and you know Aman Shumpert can defend here and there, um, but. It's it's certainly like and that could even out this series. Um, it could be a, a telling factor which bench is going to step up because you know there's going to be some valuable minutes out there, whether it's 15, 20 minutes for an Amon Chopper, for a Kyle Corbett, for a Darren Williams, for an Ian Clark, a David West, a Sean Livingston. Um, who do you give the edge to? For me, it, it's pretty clear that it's Cleveland. They're yeah, much deeper. Um... Yeah, I agree. Uh, but players like David West have really surprised me this year. Uh, JaVale McGee has had a great year, surprisingly, yep. again. Like, coming into the season, I, did, I didn't I did put much stock into the Warriors bench, but they have impressed. Um, Cleveland have done work to strengthen their bench. Um, you know, the so- signings of Darren Williams and um, Corver. Uh, the big two that really like that gives them that makes them scary when you've got the quality of Corva and Williams coming off the bench, and Warriors can't match that. But no. you know, Javale McGee and David West have have been seen. Even Matt Barnes has been seen to to be able to produce. But at the end of the day, I'm 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 just trying to make excuses for the Warriors here. I do think the Cavs can win out here, and this might be an again this might be a key uh, key point in their victory if their bench can uh if their bench can just produce those you know if they get 20 points that's 20 points more you know yep yeah but, uh, it, but the, these games will definitely go to uh, 115 the, these are going to be offensively exciting games absolutely and i'm hoping for a few ot games so oh, yeah. just to recap um we've got basically a 3-3 in terms of the matchups um, I've got the Warriors in five. Nick, what did you have again? Cavs in seven. I'll I'll I'll, Ooh, I'll go Cavs. I'll go Cavs. My brain is screaming no, but my gut it's just something deep down, Jack. I'm, I am so I, look. I I wish I could as well, mate. But, but as they say, uh, my head is is overriding my heart in this situation. Um, we posted a DBS earlier in the week to the peasants, um, and we're going to check that one out right after a quick break. 
listening to JBT Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at the JMan JBT. Welcome back to JBT Podcast. Final little bit here before we say goodbye and good luck to everyone involved in the finals. It'll be very exciting, exciting television. Uh, we've got a bit of a DBS here. Um, and this section, for those of you who are new to the podcast, um, we've been given three basketball players, both past and present, and we have to decide who we drop, who we bench, and who we start, DBS. Uh, and it is that simple. So, Jack, who are the players this week? Is there any motivation behind it? Yeah, look, the motivation behind this week's one, Nicholas, was purely due to um, there was... Um, I can't remember if it was Scotty Pippen or Paul Pierce, someone coming out and saying that LeBron James isn't even on the level of Kobe Bryant yet, um, let alone in the GOAT conversation with MJ. So um, I, I decided to come up with a, a quick little DBS, post it, um, share it with a few groups. Uh, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, all of them are in that sort of GOAT conversation. You've got to drop one, you've got to bench one, you've got to start one. And it was interesting to see the, the comments um, on the few different groups from NBA Talk, Clutch Points, those, and on our page as well. Um, there, there seemed to be a consensus, um, except for the people who, like, you know, were the Lakers lovers, like, you know, Kobe hate, like, I'm going to quote one person who commented, Kobe haters will forever live. This man got a full, a fistful of rings. And I'm just like, okay, so James Jones is better than, if you, if you go and buy that. Like, uh, it, the whole rings conversation annoys me sometimes. Um, yeah, I, I, but... I hate it too. Like, you don't see that in... Oh, you you kind of do. But in, for example, AFL, great players aren't measured by the amount of premierships you have. I mean, it's a it's an added... It's an added bonus. But, you you know, for example... Um, oh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure that AFL references will be... Uh, Greatly acknowledged well, on a on a yep on a on a podcast. Well, like, look at like a, a even in, in in football, like so, football soccer, like your best teams, the the Champions Leagues, like Barcelona generally tend to win them, and Real Madrid tend to win them. Yeah, I mean, but like you, you, you we have still to... acknowledge the fact, even if they don't, that Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi are the two best players in the world. Even if then, like you know, if it's Bayern Munich versus Chelsea. We still know that the two best players in the world are those guys, even if they don't win whatever like league that it is. Like it should be based purely. And we had this discussion in the earlier podcast, and, and you guys should have listened to it about what makes a superstar. We had a really good discussion about it and how like it takes star power, overall talent, um, you know, charisma, all those sort of things. And these three guys have it in spades. Um, but I guess we should get into the whole DBS thing, Nicholas, before we run out of time. Indeed. Uh, so do you want to kick us off, Jack? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, it, it's pretty clear, mate. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to find it hard to to drop any of these guys, obviously. But I, I'm starting MJ. He's the GOAT for a reason. Um, he changed the game of basketball. LeBron James said himself he wouldn't be here if it wasn't for, for MJ. Uh, Benjamin, my boy LeBron, um, if he can win, <laughs> as much as we were saying rigs don't matter, if he can win a couple more rings and you know, maybe an MVP in there. I reckon he could he could start over MJ soon um, because he's definitely the best player I've ever seen and he's the reason I watch basketball. And then it pains me to say, and all the Lakers fans listening, I am sorry, um, but, you know, dropping Kobe. Um, he's got the rings. He's definitely got the rings to match, you know, um, LeBron, if, if I could see him. But um, just the overall game... Like, someone mentioned that LeBron James is Shaq, um, Magic, and Larry Bird all in one, like, in terms of his skill set. Kobe is MJ 2.0, and he's not even MJ, because, like, there's no one that is MJ. So that's my reasoning. That is fair. Um, I, I, too, am dropping Kobe. I mean, Lakers fans can hate as much as they want, but... <sighs> Did you, you just see forget? Did you, did you just forget the last two years of Kobe's career? Like, they weren't good. Yeah. They were not good. I hated watching the Lakers because it was Kobe chucking bricks all fucking game. <laughs> Sorry for swearing, <laughs> but god damn it! You can appreciate the fact that 
he is, you know, one of the greatest shooters to ever play the game. Fair enough. I get that. Um, but I, I, I'm not saying that he's bad, but he's just not as good as LeBron James. LeBron James is, is, is changing the way basketball is played. He's freaking 30. How old is he, Jack? Off the top of your head. Of course, you know this. LeBron James? Yes. 32. 32. Thank you. He's 32 years old and looking possibly in the peak of his career. Like, it is Which incredible. Is what he, it is incredible what he's doing. But you got to start MJ because he reti- He won three rings in a row, retired, and then won another three rings in a row. Like, yeah. who does that? <laughs> that is insane. I mean, we, could do, we could literally do a whole podcast about this. And, I mean, if you guys want us to speak about it more, um, we can chuck him in the DP of the week at the end of the year when we don't have as many, you know, pressing discussion points when it comes to the finals. Well, I mean, we'll be talking about free agency. But, yeah, it, it's it's unless you are uh, a blindsided Lakers fan, a la like the fan tomato, <laughs> um, then, you know, you, you can't disagree with what we're saying. There's yeah, an we, argument we, we are for, both for saying the saying. same thing. And I think it, it might just be more of a respect thing for MJ at the moment. Um it's going to be interesting to see, you know, 10 years after LeBron retires or yeah. even freaking five years. It's going yep. to be interesting to see those debates after when we've had time to, you know, digest his whole career. Um, and yeah, I mean, he, he's still got, a, he's still looking like he's got another five years in him. At least five years of good, good basketball. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's an exciting time ahead. Um, but with that, Jack, uh, do you have anything else to add? Any other comments? No, nah, mate. I'm, uh, there's free pizza at this uh, pizza shop in London, mate. So I've got to get there. Let's wrap this shit up. <laughs> Lovely. All right. Just as ever, guys, thank you so much for downloading and listening to this episode of Just Ball Things NBA podcast. You can find us on iTunes or any decent pod center. And remember to rate and review the show because it helps other people find us and help add to the conversation. If you want to get in contact, that's it. Um, If you want to get in contact with the show, you can hit us up on Twitter at JBT Podcast or using the hashtag JBT Pod. You can get in touch. Sorry, you can get in touch with us personally on Twitter at JBT Real NJ is myself, and at the J Man JBT is Jack. You can get in touch with us on Facebook, as many of you have. Uh, facebook.com slash jbt podcast or instagram at jbt pod and also through email if you've got any questions for us we'll add it to the podcast as well jbt podcast at gmail.com remember it's you guys that make this show great so we appreciate any and every post heading our way so until next week keep balling superstars with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.